we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the 27th day of January, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. And Bruce is already laughing at me because we're having software problems. He's uh, he's already decided to uh, to start chuckling at me while uh, while we're getting started here. Bruce, how are you today? Um, I'm healthy and alive. Uh, just to be clear, I'm not chuckling at you. I'm just chuckling at the, the situation in general. Yeah. Uh, not directly well, at you. Well, you'll be happy to know that I spoke with somebody today, uh, and we're going to get training on the new software package that is coming our way uh, in the coming days. That might be possibly tomorrow. We may not be here tomorrow. Don't know yet, uh, but it is uh, it is going to be soon, and so we're going to need to take a day for that because we need to sit down and uh, and we need to learn this new system. So, uh, mm -hmm. but rest assured, by us taking that day off, which you'll get a rerun anyway as the listener, but by us taking that day off to learn that, you're going to get a better product in the end for it. So uh, it's a win win for everybody. Okay. Anyway, um, there's really not a lot going on today. Uh, I I really don't have a whole lot. I I really don't, uh, and I know that I say that sometimes, but uh, I I really don't don't have a whole lot. Kamala Harris is going to attend the inauguration of an incoming socialist uh, in the in the country of Honduras. Okay, fine. Um, why? why? Why are we even considering that? He's, he's also an anti-Semite uh, as well. So yeah, I see that now. Yeah, something about uh, uh, about people of the Jewish faith that control the global money supply. Uh, I see that. Yeah, it's a it's a great message to uh, to send uh, that you're going to be attending the inauguration of uh, of someone like that. Yeah, great great message. Uh, while all while calling everybody else uh, racist and and misogynist and bigots and homophobes and everything else. Uh, it's True hypocrisy. I really don't want to talk about that. Boosted Americans are still baselessly scared that even the New York Times can't believe it. Bruce, are you terrified that uh, that you could still get COVID even though you're you're boosted? You know, your vax boosted and everything else. Elton John just came out. I mean, of course, you know who Elton John is, the uh, the singer. Uh, he uh -huh. came out and said yeah. that um, he's tested positive for COVID. He has he's had to cancel his uh, his concert. He's not going to be able to uh, to put to put that on now because he's just tested positive. For COVID nineteen, but he thanks everybody and everybody on his staff that he was vaccinated and boosted, and his symptoms are mild. Mm. Yeah, so I'm not vaxxed or boosted. Oh, excuse me, I am vaxxed. I'm inoculated. Um, uh, I, I don't have the COVID nineteen drug administered. I did not take that, nor the booster to said drug. Am I afraid of COVID? No, no, I'm not at all. The thing is, is if I have any kind of problems with COVID which is um, very rare uh, for my age group and health. If I did have problems, the doctors around here all prescribe the proper regimens for COVID. If you come down with it, they give you the, um, well, I, I forget which one it was. It wasn't hydroxy or ivermectin. It was the other one. It was like, it, it was the green tea extract one. I forget what it was called. Uh, Corsetin? I, I think that's the one. I'll have to double check to see what it was. But yeah. We have other doctors that do hydroxy, other doctors that do ivermectin. I mean, they're, they're, they're all around here. They are uh, trying to fight this in the earliest stages that they can catch it. So personally, no, I'm not I'm not afraid of it. But if you're boosted, yeah, you should be. It, it, doesn't, though, it doesn't block. But even though statistically you're in more danger by driving a car. I would say you should be concerned about it because some of the data that we researched uh, you know, involving uh, mRNA vaccines. And when uh, that mRNA vaccine was exposed to another variant of said virus that you were supposed to be protected against, uh, those test subjects in the lab all died. Uh, they had heart problems, blood clots, strokes, which are technically blood clots. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I would be concerned. You know, it's funny. I, I, I think uh, I think there's more cause for concern here, too. Um, the mainstream press, we know that they are the enemy of the people. We know that the media is the virus. That's not debatable at this point. Anybody that believes uh, any of these yahoos in the papers or on the TV, I 
I don't know what to tell you at this point. I don't have an answer for that. Um, the Sun Papers, so take this for what you will, the Sun Papers have reported this today. There's a hidden risk. There's an urgent warning as 300,000 Brits living with a stealth disease that could kill within five years. I've never seen a headline like that before. Have you? I've never even heard of anything like mm-hmm. that. No, no, but it fits uh, the, the data and research we were uh, exactly. hearing and seeing. That the average uh, person, the, uh, the average Sun paper reader knows nothing about. True. That's true. Um, you know, the uh, soft tissue cancer, uh, you know, the, the spikes in that, um, as we said, with the myocarditis um, uh, and blood clotting and all that blood fun clots, stuff, yeah. um, which to your point there, um, there was some fun data that came out of uh, the Ron Johnson's uh, five hour uh, hearing uh, uh-huh. on the COVID-19 uh, nonsense, yeah, uh, the second you did, opinion thing. You did find some stuff on that. Okay, I'll tell you what. Uh, I have a clip here of that uh, of that attorney, I believe. Uh, so I'm going to play that, and then we'll go over the uh, the stats in detail that you've got there. Uh, and then I have a clip of uh, Peter McCullough that I want to talk or that I want to play uh, when he's talking about myocarditis. Apparently, one of the whistleblowers is brave enough to come forward and give a name, or I would not have allowed you to come. To yes, talk Senator. So we've got three whistleblowers who have given me permission at this point to share their name. Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Teresa Long, D-O-M-P-H, Dr. Samuel Sigloff, and Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Peter Chambers, D-O and flight surgeon. All three have, att- have given me this data. I have declarations from all three. This data is under penalty. Of, uh, this is under penalty of perjury. We intend to submit this to the courts. Uh, we have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300 percent over the five-year average, almost. Uh, we saw almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. Uh, we saw, this one's amazing, neurological. So f- neurological issues which would affect our pilots. Over a thousand percent increase, a so thousand. Ten, ten, ten times. That's ten times the rate, and obviously that resonates. Eighty-three thousand per year. To, I'm sorry, eighty-two thousand per year to eight hundred and sixty-three thousand in one year. Our soldiers are being experimented on, injured, and sometimes possibly killed. Dr. Corey, thank you so much for your stance on the corruption. That's precisely what it is. They know this, and Senator, uh, when these doctors are attacked. Not necessarily the people in this room. I'm not giving names. They call me. I'm the one dealing with the medical boards. I'm the one watching the witch hunts. I'm the one fighting them off, and I'm the one telling them where to go. I'm going to keep doing that. Senator, we also have, uh, let me give you this last thing, and then I'll shut up and uh, get out of your way. 9-28-2021. Project Salus weekly report. Project Salus is a defense, a defense department initiative where they report and contract, uh, they take all this data that doesn't exist supposedly and they give it to the CDC. They're watching these vaccines. On that date and around that date, I have numerous instances where Fauci and that entire crew were saying it's a crisis of unvaxxed. It's 99% unvaxxed in the hospital. In Project Salus, in the weekly report, the DOD document says specifically 71% of new cases are in the fully vaxxed and 60% of hospitalizations are in the fully vaxxed. This is corruption at the highest level. We need investigations. The Secretary of Defense needs investigated. The CDC needs to investigate. You get the idea. Yeah, to expound upon some of the the data points he was saying there, the cancer diagnoses per year, it's 38,700. That's the five-year, as you said, the five-year average. All these are going to be five-year averages, okay? Uh Um, The average over 11 months was, uh, for last year, was 114,645 cases of cancer. That one thousand percent increase. They they actually went over the numbers there. It's oh, the it's eight hundred and sixty three thousand. Yes, yes. The neurological disorder. Um, it's eight hundred and sixty three thousand. Like they said, the the one they didn't really go expound upon was the uh, uh, the miscarriage one. Uh, miscarriages are up three three hundred percent. The five year average is uh, one thousand four hundred and ninety nine. Uh, during the first ten months of twenty twenty one. It was 4,182. In 2020, the number was actually lower than the five-year average. 
which supposedly COVID caused more miscarriages. Uh, the data doesn't support that. Um, the only argument you would have against that is to say um, it was because people were visiting the the uh, doctor's office less often, so there was less you know reports of it. Uh, the problem is, is that was something that was being told to people. So they were expecting that. So if it would have happened, it would have spurred more reports because then people were afraid of COVID. The number that we had was uh, 1477. So, uh, oh no, excuse me, that's the five-year average. Uh, the number in 2020 was actually lower than that uh, slightly. But then we have other cases of uh, myocardial infarcation or infarction, whatever the words on these, myocarditis. 269% increase. Bell's palsy is a 291% increase. Uh, congen uh, congenital malformations, birth defects for military personnel, 156% increase. Uh, female infertility, 471% increase. And pulmonary embolisms, it was 467% increase. Yeah, that, that sounds like there's a problem. And we're safe and, and we're effective. And we're safe and effective. Yeah. So not only are the military personnel being experimented upon you can't make the argument for the military personnel that um well we're, we're having greater number uh, of vaccinations now because no you can't argue that with military personnel because they all get vaccinated it, that's like a requirement to, to go into theater or even during basics you know the the, the physical stuff you go through the the, the regimen of getting uh, getting all your shots oh yeah and so it's, and it's they make sure that you get them again uh, even if you've already had all of them going in, they make sure you get them all again. So there is no argument about, you know, there's more uh, vaccines being distributed. No, this is this is a this is a steady number that we can look at when it comes to our military personnel. But the thing is, is this these numbers don't just track military personnel. It's also tracking the families of the military personnel as well that are directly involved. So, yeah, uh, well, when I say that, I mean, the. Uh, like birth defects and those kind of things. Obviously, it's tracking the military families, um, not just the soldiers. Yeah, these are quite some alarming statistics, and it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be very interesting that when these are read out uh, at trials for these people, that's going to be very interesting because you're going to have people like what you just heard up there reading off stats like that. As he said, that's his job. Every time a doctor gets demonized or uh, anytime somebody tries to go after him in a smear campaign, it all gets kicked back to him to come up with the actual stats. That's what his job is. You mentioned that. What was the increase in myocarditis? Could you give me that number again? Myocarditis was 269% increase. 269% increase of myocarditis. And that's just what we know of. The, these statistics that we're going off of, this is just what we know of. God only knows the ugly number behind that facade. I, I think all the numbers that are out there now are just front. If you look at VAERS, that's between 1% and 4%. That's not the actual data. If you're looking at 20,000, 25,000 or whatever, however high it is in the United States, deaths due to vaccine adverse reactions due to COVID-19, I think it's a lot higher than that. If you're looking at 1% to 4% in VAERS, and most doctors don't want to fill them out because it takes 45 minutes to an hour to fill one out. And then, of course, if somebody dies of something else later down the road. That's not logged as a vaccine death, is it? You have these headlines like the Sun Papers are putting out saying, uh, there's a stealth disease that's circulating and 300,000 people are at risk of dying suddenly over the next five years. I've never seen a headline like that. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. And some of the whistleblowers, um, when they were interviewed, they said uh, they've seen a sudden spike in metastatic cancers, which I had to look that up. Metastatic cancer is cancer that has spread from the original primary uh, point, uh -huh. um, autoimmune diseases, heart and circulatory disorders, uh, all of which have caused soldiers to drop out of various training programs, which uh -huh. led this specific doctor to look into the DMED data, uh, which is the, the military data they were talking about here that uh, tracks all this. Um, and that's when they uh, seen all of this, uh, you know, the data, the, the numbers we just quoted. Uh, and that's when they decided to blow the whistle on all of this. And um, try to get them to stop. I mean, this is, these are supposed to be the people that we revere in society because they're the ones that are sacrificing everything to ensure our society continues. And we're doing this to them. We're, we're using them as test subjects, let alone the civilian populace that, you know, is also being used as test subjects. But 
You got to go out there and get your jab. It's safe and effective. You can't go into society unless you have it. No new normal. But or, I, I want to no more wanna, going to the previous normal. But new but, normal now. but but I want to I want to go to a restaurant. But I I I I, I want to go to the game. I, I want to go to a rock concert. Well, then go. It's a very simple answer. Just go. Make them throw you out. Dr. Peter McCullough on myocarditis. He was on that panel too, by the way, at the same conference. Uh, their mechanism of action and uh, disease categories like cancer, uh, but there is a disease category upon which the FDA, the CDC, and all stakeholders agree that the vaccines cause, and that's myocarditis or heart inflammation. And I will tell you, as a cardiologist, it is crystal clear that these vaccines cause myocarditis. Dr. Uh, Parks has already quoted the paper by Avolio that has shown beyond a shadow of a doubt the vaccines cause myocarditis. The FDA indicates for Pfizer and Moderna that they cause myocarditis. We now have over 200 papers in the peer-reviewed literature on myocarditis, sadly showing the rates of myocarditis are far in excess of what the CDC ever imagined. We've identified that boys are uh, have a predilection for this far more than girls. The maximum age group, the peak age group is age 18 to, uh, 18 to 24. So it's actually the college age. The risk extends up to age 50. And I can tell you that in this age group, it is clear the risks of the vaccines are far greater than the risks of COVID-19, the respiratory illness. Two papers, one by Tracy Hogue at UC Davis, one by Ron Kostoff, that these papers have been presented at the FDA meetings. They have not been challenged as analyses. One, and, and there are now fatal cases of myocarditis uh, 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 published by Washington University in St. Louis, by Verma, and by Choi from South Korea. More fatal cases accrue. There is uh, the father of a boy here in this room who's died of myocarditis. <laughs> One death is too many. One. One. We have 21,000 cases of myocarditis and climbing in the United States that the CDC has verified. One was too many. Under no circumstances, under any circumstances, should a young person ever receive one of these vaccines, let alone ever be pressured to receive a vaccine. I concur that you should never. I, I would expand it and say not, not just young people. No one should ever be compelled uh, to, to go and take a vaccine. You should no. never be coerced into it. You should make your own decision based on data, based on, you know, uh, long term studies that show that the vaccine is not only effect, uh, effective, but it's safe. And it needs to have like peer reviewed. It needs to be independently researched. I mean, some of these vaccines have been around for 20, 30 years and they have, you know, data supporting that not only is it safe, but it is effective. And it's been reviewed by multiple independent organizations. This vaccine, when it was rolled out, uh, obviously with warp speed, um, yeah, no, no, no reviews, no peer reviews. In fact, it's actually been shown that companies were hiding data on um, uh, you know the side effects and everything. And it's also known that these companies have done this before and paid off doctors, paid off uh, uh, the regulating bodies. It. it is it brought to you by Pfizer? Yeah. Pfizer and Moderna are the, some of the worst when it comes uh -huh. to payoffs. I, and, I actually, I didn't know. realize how bad it was with Pfizer until I heard Malone talking about it on Rogan's podcast of, and, and talking about it on Michael Savage's podcast when he interviewed him after Rogan. I didn't realize just how corrupt Pfizer was. I mean, it's bad. It is bad. They go in, they'll pay off everybody. They'll, they'll go in and they'll buy, they'll, they'll pretty much go in and buy off whole governments. I mean, it's that bad. We were actually wondering about CNN. We were wondering how they stay on the air, probably because Pfizer owns the network. <laughs> yeah, with the, the amount of uh, ads they run. The, the, the other thing is, when you make billions of dollars a year, what, what, what's, what's paying off one politician? Or what's paying off an entire government? It's, it's, it's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket compared to what you're making. And then you make a, a killing like last year and make like $33 billion? Uh, yeah. What, what, what's what's it matter? I mean, you, you've got is essentially a limitless supply, and the government's willing to to bend over backwards to try to try to push your drug with your money. Yeah, taxpayer money. Yeah. Speaking of that, well, okay. Well, if you don't want to take a vaccine, okay, fine. Then you're going to have to take a test three times a week. Isn't that what Biden said? And they're going to get five hundred million tests so you can take them at home, and they're going to be free. Um, free. 
USOB free. That comes from taxpayer money. You know, I, I remember I was talking to a um, I was talking to a friend of mine who is now a deacon for uh, for the Catholic Church. And, you know, he's the guy that handles like all the charities and the money and all that stuff. I mean, that's kind of what they do. And I remember I asked him once, I said, how is it uh, dealing with all that free stuff? And he looked at me and I'll never forget this. He looked at me and he said, let me explain something to you. There is nothing in this world that is more expensive than free. I will never forget that. The Biden administration's new COVID-19 testing initiative which aims to deliver 500 million taxpayer funded at home exactly taxpayer funded taxpayer funded at home covid-19 tests to american households guess where they're being made it might shock you it might shock you bruce do you want to take a guess where they're being made i'll give you three guesses and the first two don't count yeah so all three of my guesses are going to be china so how did you know that <laughs> I mean, out of 100, they be made, out of know? 196 countries on this planet, you come up with that one. How did you guess that? I mean, that's a one in a nine, you know, 196 chance <laughs> that you got right. How'd you do that? Yeah, I, I, with the way today is go or today the the, the world today is going, um, it I I would not accept an answer that it came from any other country than China. It it, it cannot be more fitting than the times than the 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 country that released the virus is also the country that is making the tests for the virus. Uh-huh. And I, I would really love to know how they're uh, how they're coming up with whatever it is for any kind of a positive result when nearest we can tell no one's even sequenced it yet th that they've actually released. So what are they basing it on? They have sequenced it though and released it. Not the full sequence. Yeah. Unless you unless you're talking I've about gone, the India I've, paper. Because uh, uh, I've gone over, we, we've gone over multiple uh, different ones, the comparing Delta and Omicron. When the Omicron came out, um, yeah, but there was, was no spike protein. The yeah, there was no spike protein. That that one we looked at, but yeah, that one was uh, well, the, the spike protein wasn't the same. There was still a spike protein, but it was a it was a different. Mm -hmm. it, it's not the S one. It was like a S three or something like that, but incompatible with each other. So the vaccine wouldn't work against it, which is you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was well, still, even so, we haven't seen a full sequence showing or report on any of the mainstream press that they run and control. Oh, true. Okay, that that's true. The, what I, I mean, if there was, was something literally if there was a GitHub. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. If there was something that was deathly scary, to make it as scary as possible, to make it like a Hollywood movie type, which is what they've been trying to do, you can bet that they would have it all over like CNN or, or something like that all the time. And it's not been there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, nobody's talked about it. it it's been It's been nowhere... Hell, I don't even think conservative media, the 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 alt right media or whatever, mm -hmm. has talked about the sequencing I, of it. Well, how dare you talk about Bill Maher like that? <laughs> right, because <laughs> he's alt right. He's fringe right now. <laughs> he's, yeah. he, he's fringe right. Uh, one of the Fox knows uh, Fox note. Yeah, Fox knows. Yeah, right. One of the uh, the Fox News uh, anchors, uh, Bill Hammer, said that he noticed uh, he got his four at home tests this week delivered promptly by the U.S. Postal Service. He said the U.S. Postal Service and the U.S. government did a great job. I got my four tests and on the back of it in fine print, it is made in China. According to Reuters, which is heavily enhanced, many of the tests being distributed by the Biden administration are from iHealth Labs Incorporated. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder, do they have the uh, the Well Health Safety Seal? <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, 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 want, I want to point this out real quick. I cannot praise the uh, U.S. Postal Service. I, I, I cannot do it because if they were a private corporation, they would have gone under multiple times now they would have gone bankrupt like six times just last year they would have gone bankrupt three times they had to get bailouts so no i won't i won't praise the u.s postal service well, that's why we're not on fox news bruce so iheart labs incorporated is uh you would never guess that it was a made in china thing because apparently it's a business that's based in sunnyvale california whose parent company is the Chinese firm Add-on Health Company Limited. So the U.S. government awarded iHealth Labs Incorporated a $1.275 billion contract on January 13th, making this Chinese company the largest supplier for that effort. The $1.275 billion contract for iHealth's COVID-19 test represents about two-thirds of the supply of tests procured by the Biden administration in January. Roche Diagnostics Groups, that's actually a German company, I don't know why they're even listed in America, they, they say that they're in Indianapolis, Indiana, was awarded $340 million to, provide, or to produce COVID tests. Abbott Rapid... Uh, DX North America, the Biden administration has given 
an explanation as to why they have gone with uh, a Chinese company to be the lead company in all of this. Um, they say that simply there was that there were not enough American-made rapid tests to meet the demand. So the government sourced tests that were made in other parts of the world. See, that's all they did. Um, and of course, the Chinese, I mean, they know how to handle this. Naturally, you're going to look to them, right, comrade? You're, you're going to look to them to get the testing and look at them to take well, incentive I mean, for the proper procedures and you know when you're when you're heavily enhanced by the CCP i mean the the correct course of action is to give those companies business as as tribute right Sure. We're procuring, this is a quote from the administration, we're procuring as many U.S. made-at-home tests as are available to purchase while also purchasing additional FDA-authorized at-home tests that are made in other parts of the world. I wonder, because the PCR test was pulled about three weeks ago. So what are you using? What are you using? You can't use a PCR test now because that's illegal, uh, according to the the, uh, the law, because the emergency use authorization ran out. It wasn't renewed. But of course, we've already wrecked everything under false pretenses, taking the fact that the the PCR tests were legitimate, when in fact they weren't. Now, all of those have been pulled. Now we have new tests, and they're coming from China. If you test, you're still playing the game. Stop playing the game. Before all of this, we were concerned, uh, well, those of us that are that are privacy, uh, privacy focused, we were concerned about smartphones asking for our email address. We, we were concerned about that. Now, all of a sudden, we've got biometric IDs. Now we're just literally coughing up our DNA. Does anybody ask where that goes? Does anybody ask where, where that goes? Who's taking advantage of that? Who that's being sold to? The sequencing of your DNA? That's what you're doing, you know. I have not taken a COVID test to date, and I will not take one. I'm not playing this sick little game that oppresses and goes after and targets innocent people. I'm just not doing it. COVID never started for me because I didn't let it start for me. The Biden administration also made this statement. Together, this ensures that we're making available as many at-home tests for the American people as possible. And importantly, we're doing so in a way that ensures we are not interfering with other channels where people can get at-home tests, including through their states, pharmacies, and online retailers. And where do you think they all get them? Wherever the government-sanctioned uh, tests are. Exactly. From. Oh, wait, exactly. that's China. Mm. The administration added this one final point. Importantly, every at-home test that is available to the American people has underwent rigorous FDA approval processes, guaranteeing that it is of the highest quality. I'm going to let you respond to that one. Uh, that means it's uh, a steaming pile of bovine excrement. That's that's what it means. <laughs> Are you saying you don't trust the FDA? Is that what you're saying? You don't trust the FDA, an FDA that is that has done nothing but lie to the American people and to the world for the last going on three years now, uh, longer than that, I would, I would argue. But uh, during the uh, during the covid era, government's bad. And okay. OK, I'm, I'm that guy. And yet the FDA is the one organization in government I wish I could trust. I legitimately would like to be able to trust the FDA. I, I legit think we should have some kind of system in place to ensure that you don't have uh, Coca-Cola drinks with cocaine in them, or, you know, it just, just different things like, like that, that we did back in the day that was okay. I mean, you, you snuff was cocaine. I mean, you, you had different, different things that were different products, uh, that, that caused health issues. I, I would like a regulating body that just kind of, you know, says, okay, these things are bad. The, the data shows that they're bad, but coming from a, you know, a data-driven objective point of view, not a political weapon. Unfortunately, th this is the problem with every centralized government department is it's always eventually used as a weapon against you. Um, and this is no different. You could also say that uh, the FDA is also responsible for, in large part, to some of these logistical problems that we have. Uh, let me give you an example. The five major food processing plants uh, the, the, um, you know, meat processors, they had to shut down during COVID. Why do we have everything so centralized when you should have butcher shops all over the place? You know, uh, like we have, um, farmer's markets, we should have very similar for butcher shops, uh, local raised. And yet because of FDA regulations, it's put the mom and pop size shops out of business. Uh, you can't compete because of the the kind of regulations you have to follow. And they're stupid regulations. So like the size of drain you're supposed to have 
as an example in the floors uh, uh your light bulbs it, it, it's ridiculous yeah your light bulbs your light bulbs i mean and, and if you think that that's a joke I, and i'm i'm dead serious the u.s government regulates what kind of light bulbs you can put in your house in america they regulate what kind of uh what kind of plumbing you can have what kind of shower you can have what kind of toilet you can have what kind of sink you can have everything people really don't grasp that they think in america i'm talking to the ones that are outside the u.s they think that you can just do whatever you want in america no you can't maybe back in the 1950s it was like that but uh you can't do that anymore you can if you live outside of the city if you live yeah, outside yeah, you of live simula- out, city limits out, yes. and everything, yeah. yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want. But if you live anywhere within city limits, you're you're bound by whatever regulations uh, the government has instituted. And you have to go through a rigorous uh, licensing or getting permits. Uh, you have to pay money out the wazoo, depending on which location you're at and if there's any... HOAs, which I think are illegal. You have to jump through a lot of hoops if you want to just if you want to build a shed in your backyard, you know, like a tool shed or, or you, you have to go through a ton of uh, permits and licensing and all that. Then you have to build it up to code and blah, blah, blah. If you live out in the country outside of government control, um, you build your shed in the backyard if you want. Just just build your shed. Yeah. Just cut your tree down and get your logs and build your shed. Yeah. I mean, I'm of the mind that even though I live in town, if I want to shed just, in my backyard, I'm putting I'm a shed in my shed. backyard. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, this is just breaking uh, the new confirmed cases uh, of COVID-19 in Israel per capita. They break the new world record of high number of cases in 24 hours. Ninety percent of the adult population has received at least two vaccine doses, according to official government numbers. I actually think it's around 60, but yeah, OK. Um, 80% have received three doses. And um, again, these are official government statistics. So take it for what you will. They're saying 90% everywhere else. If you go by Fauci and company, 90% of the world's already been vaccinated. So I wouldn't buy that. They're saying 90% everywhere across the board. Hell, even Trudeau is saying 90% now uh, with uh, with probably uh, uh, with. Uh, and I bet you that numbers flip. They probably got 10% in the trucking companies. If you look at the trucking caravans, if you're subscribed to us on Telegram, we've been putting those videos up for the last couple of days. Over 500,000 Israelis have now received four doses of COVID-19 vaccine. Um, and the government is now, as of today, pushing it for all adults over the age of 18. Uh, the fourth, the fourth one. So, all right, let's, let's, let's move on, shall we? Let, let's, let's get off the COVID thing. I, I'm done with that. Uh, I can't believe we actually talked about that as long as we did. Um, Joe Rogan. Let's, let's talk about Joe Rogan. Uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about that. Uh, yes, there's also the, the, the rumor today that, uh, Supreme Court Justice, uh, Stephen Breyer is going to, uh, to retire, but, uh, I'm not getting into that until there's actual confirmation of that. So we are aware of it. We'll be discussing that in the coming days. Uh, but anyway, uh, Joe Rogan. Bruce, what do you think about uh, Joe Rogan's viewership on uh, on Spotify? You think it's uh, you think it's pretty substantial? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, pretty good sized. And uh, I think Joe Rogan is a good um, bellwether, if you will, uh, because um, though he is a bit further left than I, uh, he's been pointing out a lot of things, a lot of facts and data that we've been pointing out and having people on that we can't get on. But yeah, there's a lot of things that he's been doing lately that I agree with. Uh, with that said, I also support him because he's on the front line. If they silence him, it, it's going to be super easy to come after people like us. Right. He has a contract for what is it, $100 million oh, with it's more Spotify? Than that. It's more than that. Yeah. And you know that he's got uh, in, in the contract, he's going to be paid out whether they they remove his podcast or not. So I, I it's don't... beneficial for Spotify to keep him on. Yeah, but even so, part of the deal that he had with the Spotify, and he sat down with the execs, part of the deal that he had with the execs, if I understand it correctly, is he had uh, full control, as in full editorial control, he could have on whoever he wanted uh, and 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 pretty much be his own boss, more or less. But they wanted people to to come to the platform, and so they went out and they got him. He was the biggest podcaster, uh, and so they got him, and they they put they put it out there and said, uh, "Okay, you can do whatever you want. You have full editorial control. You can run your stuff however you want. You can have on whoever you want. You don't have to worry about censorship or anything like that. And just follow the guidelines that everybody else has to follow, and and we're all good." But he's fighting the wokeness, isn't he? More or less, yeah. He's. Um... He's taking on Hydra and, uh, you know, it's made him a big target, but something tells me that he's in for the fight. Yeah. 
Yeah, he he doesn't strike me as the type of person that'll back down. I mean, as a guy who was an MMA fighter, <laughs> those guys don't walk away. <laughs> they just don't. Mm. And he gets, man, he gets some of the, like, he gets people on that have views that I never would have guessed. He'll have people in the far from the far left on. He'll have people from the, uh, I mean, if you want to call it far right, he'll have those people on. He'll have crazy lunatics on. He'll have comedians on. Hell, there was one that he did last week on Carrot Top. You know, he had Carrot Top on there. And I thought, the only thing I remember Carrot Top from was back like 20 years ago, he was doing like uh, the 1-800-COLLECT commercials yeah. on TV. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I remember him from. I know he's I know he's a comedian and everything, and I knew that he had taken a permanent thing at, um, uh, at the Luxor in Vegas, but I didn't know he was still doing it. I saw him on Joe Rogan's podcast, and I thought, my God, what happened to this guy? I thought he was like really, you know, old looking, and I thought, okay, well, you know, whatever. But it'd been a long time, and he's still a funny guy. I hadn't actually seen him in like twenty years or so, but I mean, I guess that happens to everybody in twenty years, doesn't it? But anyway, do you think Joe Rogan should lose his show under any circumstances if um, if he doesn't conform to the wokeness? Actually, I'm I'm. This is a bit fascistic, but I think everyone that is saying that that other people should be silenced should themselves be silenced. <laughs> But that would be that would be counterproductive. I was going to say be, it would make them. Really yeah, no, it doesn't. So no, I, I I don't think he should be silenced at all. In fact, I I think uh, more people should be allowed to say their piece. Um, and you know, uh, places like Facebook and Twitter, um, they should have stiff fines put upon them that uh, they don't pay the government. No, 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 no. They have to pay out every user of their platforms. A, 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 um, well, I mean, Google will pay if there's a class action lawsuit against Google, they'll pay you yeah. what three dollars. Not one of those, not one of those 10 grand per person. Everybody you've censored, 10 grand. Okay, all right, yeah, I can see that. I, I can see that. Neil Young, the singer from way, way back in the day, he's threatened to uh, pull all of his music from Spotify, uh, because Joe Rogan doesn't, uh, doesn't want to take the vaccine. He doesn't want to support the vaccine. Uh, he doesn't want to uh, encourage other people to, uh, to take the vaccine. And so uh, Neil Young has said that he's going to uh, pull all of his music from, from Spotify. He, he laid down the gauntlet, laid down the ultimatum to Spotify. He says, either Joe Rogan goes or I go. Me personally, if I were a Spotify executive, I'd say, <laughs> see you later, buddy. So on the surface, I, I, I agree. So I'm not saying silence Rogan, to be clear. Uh, but what I am saying is, is what's concerning about this stance that he's taking, first of all, I'm not entirely, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with his music. I, I've only heard what other people say, and supposedly he's more of the hippie type, stick it to the man, do whatever you want, kind of a thing. More of a hippie. This is Neil Young, if you're wondering. That's that's him right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have seen him. I did, I did Google him when I heard this and was kind of like, he's an old guy. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I tend to the the music I listen to tends to be more my age category or within you know the time that I was growing up. So within the last twenty years or so, uh, music from that time frame. And um, he wasn't well known during my growing up, so I really don't care about his music uh, as you know harsh and callous as that is. But what I'm concerned about is he steps down. And it says, okay, I'm pulling out all my music from Spotify. How many other groups that are looking to make a name for themselves or just wanted the other one to stand up first? How many are going to follow? Because if you, that, that's, that's typical of the left, right? Um, they try to strong arm these companies to do their bidding, basically. And the right never does that. We, we never use financial incentives against uh, corporations to get them to do what's right which maybe it's time you we started doing that. Um, but anyway, so I'm more concerned that they're going to get enough uh, artists to be like, yeah, we agree. We're going to pull our stuff off of Spotify as well and go onto other platforms like Apple or something, you know, and, and stick over there, which I mean, I, I think it would be if you've got enough of them to do it, it wouldn't be so stupid. It would actually cut into Spotify's revenue. But it's going to take a lot of artists to step down to cut into the same kind of revenue that that Rogan's bringing in. So I I, I don't see this going anywhere. I, I don't either. I mean, his contract was uh, was hundred million plus. I mean that that I mean it not that's not to mention the fact that Spotify is going to make all that ad revenue just off of him. But that's also any other 
sponsor of the show that decides to jump over to him. They're going to make a cut of that revenue too. I don't see that being the case for, I don't know, put 15 Neil Youngs up there. And I'm not criticizing him. I mean, the man's had his day. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he's he's a very famous artist, uh, and he's made some good hits over the years. But I, I want to talk about his letters here. The first letter he uh, the first letter he sent uh, to his management company was reported by Rolling Stone. Uh, it's now been deleted. Uh, he was talking about Rogan's comments on the COVID nineteen vaccine as a justification for the request, telling his management team that Spotify can have Joe Rogan or Neil Young, not both. He says, "I'm doing this because Spotify is spreading fake information about vaccines, potentially causing death." to those who believe the disinformation being spread by them. Please act on this immediately today and keep me informed of the time schedule. Well, we're, we're, we're on Spotify, and, and we, we appreciate the fact that we're on there. We abide by their terms of service. We abide by their rules. We just played testimony that was given before a United States senator and, and an entire panel that was sworn testimony under, as you heard him, under penalty of imprisonment. Any type of perjury would be considered to be um, a prison sentence. Is any of that fake information? I mean, it's it's pulling um, the DOD's medical yeah. tracking records on Those all were of military that for doctors. our soldiers. Those were testimonies that were sworn affidavits from military doctors. Yeah, it goes against the narrative, though. It goes against the the main talking points. What the mainstream says is uh, the the facts or the science, if you will, uh, as Dr. Fauci says, and claims that he's the science. So yeah, it's technically fake news. It's technically false information by their standards. But it, the thing is, is if if they're going to if they silence Joe Rogan, that's pretty much uh, as a podcaster, I would say jump ship on Spotify. If they if they canceled Rogan and and removed him, I mean, you know, we're we're nowhere near as big as Rogan. But uh, that that would be my first reaction is okay. You guys are going to do that to someone's free speech. You no longer get our support and pull out. I mean, pulling our listing on Spotify is easy enough. That's not a problem. But uh, I mean, we would lose all <laughs> lose all of our Spotify listeners. We have a lot of Spotify listeners. We would lose all of them. Yeah, but I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, I see where you're coming from. It's on principle. I got it. Because let's be honest, uh, if they were to take someone like Rogan down, Rogan being the best uh, and the biggest, um, if they were to take him down, there's not much time once that happens for us little people, uh, us down here in the... Uh, in the trenches, if you will, it would be just a matter of time before we would be uh, we would be mopped up. But you know what? We were actually talking about that a while back when we were looking at all these things. We we've been looking at at war games, right? The the elites they like to sit around. And they like to do the World Economic Forum types, the Gates types, the Rockefellers, all this. They like to sit around. They like to do their little tabletops, kind of like they did with Event Two Hundred One. Uh, and a few other things. We've been watching some of their war games going all the way back to the early 2000s. You know, 20 years they've been working on this stuff about pandemics and just all kinds of stuff. One of the things that we noticed about all these things, and, and we, we've been kind of wondering, why are we still on the air? What, why are podcasters still on the air? At this critical juncture, when they're trying to shut everything down now, why are podcasters still in the air? And the only reason I can think of is because when we go back and we look at all of these war games, all of them are based on mainstream media, newspapers, as in like newspapers, TV reports, local radio stations, that kind of stuff. That's it. That was the early 2000s. And then as time progressed and people, you know, the smartphone era dawned and, and social media and everything else, then it turned into not just the aforementioned. So the radio, local radio stations, uh, national radio stations, uh, mainstream media, uh, excuse me, television media and newspapers. Not only was it those things, but it became online influencers, as in like social media online influencers, YouTubers. Um, and I think it's why we're actually seeing the censorship in YouTube, YouTubers and Instagram people and, and things like that. They targeted those groups of people. They targeted those platforms. And I think that might be why you still have podcasters that are on the air, because I believe that they just overlooked it. I think that they're so disconnected from reality that they just overlooked that. I mean, they probably thought, oh, who listens to podcasts? Bunch of fringe people over there, you know, bunch of bunch of lunatics and crazy people, Bible thumpers or, or whatever. They don't pay attention to it. If you notice, if you look at like New York Times columnists and NPR people and CNN people, uh, Fox News people, uh, all the rest, all the mainstream news networks, they all have podcasts. All of them have their own like little podcast show. 
So I think that's what they were kind of lumping into it. They weren't expecting people at the grassroots like ourselves, just average Joe nobodies that are just concerned citizens. They weren't expecting people like us to just step up. Uh, and I'm not saying, obviously, we're not the only ones. There's there's millions of others out there that do it. But they weren't expecting that. And so now they're having a, a difficult time trying to sift through everything and get people picked off one at a time. Uh, and they just can't do it. Uh, it's just it, it's too much. So it would require them to sit down and go through hundreds of thousands of hours a day in podcasts. I mean, hell, how many podcasts does the average person subscribe to? If you're a podcast listener, how many podcasts do you subscribe to? I subscribe to like 20. I can't listen to 20 podcasts in a day. You're saying zero? I don't subscribe. You don't subscribe? I'm, well, I mean, I have I'm a, I have a list. Uh, well, yeah, okay. I'm not one of those. I don't sign in with my actual account details. I got a, a spoofed account that I use. But I've got like 20 that I subscribe to. I can't listen to 20 podcasts in a day. It's just not possible. It's just not possible. You just can't do it. There are some that I want to listen to, and, and that that would include uh, the ones that are just an hour. I can't listen to that. People that have two, three-hour podcasts, I don't have time to listen to that. I really don't. On top of that, we're doing one ourselves. So I, I just don't have time for that. But I think I think that they just overlooked it. I think it turned into uh, uh, into a, just a bigger uh, a bigger thing than than what they were expecting. And more to the point, I have access to something that a lot of other people don't uh, inside the United States. I have access to podcasts in foreign countries, like for example, Spotify. Right, just as an example, you go on to Spotify. If you look, at, if you hit the podcast category under Spotify, you don't have any independent podcasters. You don't see that. You don't get recommendations for uh, for independent podcasters such as ourselves. You get mainstream media podcasts like the ones that I mentioned of just like the mainstream media networks here. So you've got the same wokeness that's on the television that's now on the podcasting platform. And so I think, again, I think they just ignored it. They, they didn't they didn't pay any attention to it and it slipped through their fingers. And now they're trying to figure out uh, what to do at this late hour. I, I think it's an easy solution personally. Um, with voice recognition software, the uh, as good as it is today, and artificial intelligence as good as it is today, you could make a system that goes through all of that, uh, all of the podcasts that are uploaded, songs included, daily, and weed out those that uh, don't support your current narrative. Um, I, I think uh, you you could potentially do that, or at the very least, it could go through and flag. Uh, ones that they think is problematic and then a, a a human being could go in and listen to it so they could sift through a large portion of it find the ones that appear to be problematic through the algorithm and then um take action as needed there so that could potentially you know bring the thousands of podcasts down to maybe hundreds um in which case it would be much easier to go through and listen to the bits that uh, the algorithm found to see if that was, you know, so if you if you had a team of dedicated, you know, 20 people, for example, and the algorithm picked out podcasts and maybe there was like a five minute clip in there that that the algorithm picked out that was problematic. You could have 20 people go through hundreds of podcasts a day um, in that in that sense. The the catch is um, you're probably going to have to have a system as sophisticated as what YouTube does for their copyright uh, protection stuff. You know, with YouTube, if you post something that's um, uh, copywritten, it goes through an algorithm when you upload it, and it, it determines whether or not what you're uploading is already copyrighted or not, and you can get copyright and strike. So this is breaking, and I'm not joking. This is literally just breaking. Spotify to take down Neil Young's music after saying they needed to choose between him and Joe Rogan. Yeah, I, I, I think that was a, a fairly instant response comparatively. Um, you know, for, for a company and corporation that that's a, you know, pretty quick response. That was a fast I mean, response. It, it, yeah. I, mean, I can see the exact saying, okay, <laughs> see, see you later. <laughs> I, it wouldn't even have taken me that long. I would have, if I was a CEO and I seen the tweet, I would have been like, yep, yeah, see you later. I mean, yeah. Okay. So you have what, 38 albums or something like that now, or whatever it is he has. And, um, uh, this is a bit of my bias. He's a, he's a, uh, has Trump derangement syndrome. He's wanting to silence other people when what the hell are you doing in America? If you want to silence other people, if you want to silence other people that disagree with you, go to a different country, go to a country that does that. You, America doesn't do that. 
The First Amendment is there for a reason. And this is also breaking. YouTube has just banned Dan Bongino's channel. Of, of course. Um, it couldn't have he, happened. He it is, couldn't have happened at a better time. You saying that and then that happened. Um, yeah. And Dan Bongino, he's like one of the biggest, if not yeah. the biggest right now, radio uh -huh. show host, uh -huh. conservative radio show host uh -huh. in America. Yeah. OK. You got anything else? No, I, I just I'll, I'll kind of point out that I think that's that has to be their next game is they have to start going after the conservative radio show hosts because that's the that's the elephant in the room for them. And they have to get that one done. And if they can get that downed, it'll be easier to go after the, the podcasts because that, you know, that obviously uh, if you if you can go after them using the FCC, which they they have their GG or whatever the, the nominee is that was. Uh, doing dealings. Yeah, it, it turns out that Gigi is actually corrupt. Gigi wants to protect. Some... Gigi wants to protect democracy by by banning people that that don't want democracy. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is, as well, on top of this, um, the company that she worked for uh, before she was a nominee was in some legal trouble, uh, some copyright issues. Uh, apparently, oh. they were rebroadcasting local shows. Oh, on onto the internet, and they were in a multi-million dollar lawsuit. And then when she got to be the nominee, the the company settled for like seven hundred thousand dollars instead of like the hundreds of millions that they were they were asking for. Um, I think it was one hundred eighty three million, uh, something like that. It may have only been eighty three million, but somewhere in that range. And um, then she was nominated, and those they just all of a sudden had a, a conversation with her and. The number ticked down to seven hundred thousand. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, I I think that's the next game. If they can get, if they can silence the conservative media out there, call them terrorists or whatever, it'll be easy to say, well, we we have to, for the security of the nation, we have to regulate these podcasts the same as we do with the the radio and everything because these are public. These are the public airwaves, right? The internet, it's public. So we're going to have to ensure the safety of the public and uh, regulate speech there, uh, uh, terrorist hate speech, whatever they're going to say, uh, misinformation, disinformation, uh -huh. and they'll go after people like us. And that's actually why they banned Dan Bongino's channel uh, for violating YouTube's COVID misinformation policy. As expected. Which is funny because I was just on YouTube yesterday for a different reason. I needed to find a clip that we could play here uh, in the upcoming uh, in the upcoming days. Apparently, that's the only place I could find it. So I went over there and there's still COVID stuff everywhere all over it. As in like, you know, COVID, WHO, UN, uh, FDA, CDC, all the rest of it. It's like it's, it's, it's all up they, there. They have, if you just go to YouTube and go to the, the homepage there. Uh-huh. They have a, a category specifically just for COVID. Just for COVID, yeah. It's the same thing yeah. here. It's just, I, I mean, I see a different homepage, but it's it's basically the same thing. You get all the, everything here, but it's in the, you know, obviously it's in a different language. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and call this one done. Uh, I can't believe we actually, uh, I mean, we are going to jump out here a couple of minutes early, but I can't believe we actually had a whole hour to sit down and talk. I, we were kind of scraping the, uh, the bottom of the barrel here because they're trying to stir up some kind of nonsense over in East Europe right at the moment. So the news is kind of... Uh, kind of boring to say the least but uh, anyway all right for those of you who'd like to drop us a uh, drop us a comment uh, drop us some feedback good bad ugly all the rest of it we'd love to hear from you you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamic podcast at protonmail.com i'd like to thank you for being here today bruce thank you to all of the listeners everyone have a fantastic evening